0: Welcome to Kibbles, everybody. I'm
1: Leaf. I'm Ken. And I'm Bob. I'm
2: Kendra.
0: We're fueled by Coke, fueled by Coke products. Um, tonight we are talking about what makes the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints different with some similarities to other religions. And I wanted to share a story that happened today while I was getting my hair cut. I don't remember what, if it was in a conference or, or whatever but do you guys remember when the general authorities were pushing us as members to like share our testimonies more often and I remember I heard a lot of people say like oh well it, it's just so hard to talk about the gospel and like to bear my testimony I found it, and, and maybe this is just me but I have found that that it's really quite easy, like in simple conversation. Like when I was getting my hair cut today, we started talking about um, Kendra and I getting married. And she said, oh, did you guys get married out in Utah? And I said, no, we went to San Diego and uh, we got married in the temple out there. It originally started because she asked how long we had been going to the same church, Ken. And okay. I was like, you know, Ken was baptized 13-ish or something like that years ago. And um, so we started to talk about temples, like, while I was getting my hair cut. And I I thought, um, I thought it was interesting that—I think we psych ourselves out that it's hard to talk about the gospel. Because I believe it. it's really easy to talk about the gospel if that makes sense and like just what we believe.
1: I think it's easier now that I'm a member than it was before. Yeah. Because we do believe. I mean, it's it's part of who we are. Right. I don't have trouble uh, talking about anything. Well, yeah, because you never shut up. That's <laughs> <I never> good. <laughs> <shut up. laughs> well, I also think
2: because because you were talking about like the challenge of like oh like bear testimony, and a lot of people, at least like what I found out west, is they're like oh like I'm just <laughs> supposed to go up to people and be like I want to bear my testimony and be like super formal about it. Put them like,
3: against the wall. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: and like if you do it that way, like yeah, like it's super hard to share because like how do you?
3: <laughs> Most people are yeah. genuinely interested in the things that you do. Oh, absolutely. Right. It,
0: it, Bobby, you probably know, maybe I'm doctrinally incorrect, but my understanding of what bearing testimony is may not necessarily be like what you say, but it's more the spirit confirming what you say, so you don't need to say, like, you know, I, you know formal testimony meeting type thing. Um, like, yeah. you can be very informal, and the, the spirit can bear equally as strong testimony in a very informal conversation than like if you were up at the pulpit.
1: I think I've only bore my testimony two times in a church setting Mm -hmm. in the 13 plus years that I've been a member. Really? But I bear it quite often. And I don't know why. um, When we're working with somebody who's investigating or a friend of the church. Yeah, friends. <laughs> um, because it just comes out. Right. When you're having that conversation, it's just what's uh, the word I'm looking for? It just it it, it cements who I am. Right. How my feelings are and, and how and what I believe in. Yeah.
2: I also find that those testimonies, like the informal ones, are the more genuine testimonies. Because, like, sometimes...
3: You're not writing notes before you go up to the (laughs) podium. Yeah. Ah. Well, and some people,
2: I mean, not to call out my dad or anything, but when he would get up to bear his testimony, he got a very, like, I guess, like, a heavy, like, he has to be very somber and very, like, I guess, priesthood-y. It's your dad on the phone. (laughs) No names, no names. I didn't say what his name was. I just said it was my dad. He'll
1: figure it out. <laughs> I also feel that the people in the ward probably already know right. how we feel and, and, and who we are. It's when you meet somebody, you know, if I was having my hair cut, so to speak, I wouldn't have a problem, even though I've known her for a long time, talking about the gospel. right? No, but would I bear my testimony to her? It would depend yeah. how the conversation went. <laughs> right.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, just, I just thought that was... There's all kinds of ways to bear your testimony, by the way. It doesn't have to be right. verbal. You can, a lot of people are just good examples and people know that. Um, screw up once and they know that too. That's
0: <laughs> why so it'd just be like us. Screw up every day
3: and then no one pays attention to you. Aren't you a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and you're over there drinking a Coke? No, it's okay now. <laughs> Coke cool product. Podcast Code number brother. one. Listen
0: to that. One. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's get into it. Um, first question: Are Latter Day Saints Christians? Well, I, I, the church name, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. I would leave that open to interpretation, but I think
3: we're Christians. I hope so. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, the the church was founded by. Uh, prophet joseph smith based on a revelation that he received from the savior directing him on how he should restore the church over a period of time calling him to be a prophet that pretty much would cement my idea that that's a christian faith
2: this might be super dumb but
3: might be might be (laughs) get ready i I
2: get a lot of these (laughs) But well, like, when the church was like, oh, yeah, like, we need to put more emphasis on, like, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, do you think that part of that was to, like, mitigate the question of, are we Christians?
3: I think it was to remind us. That's a great question, by the way. That's not dumb. Because I've I've struggled with that a little bit, you know? I mean, I've always been a Mormon, right? Right. That's the Mormon kid. That That's yeah. a Mormon guy. He doesn't drink Coke. He loves listening to the Mormon tabernacle <laughs> choir. The Motab. The Motab, you know. But... The reality is that we are a church that is I don't know if I should say this. We're actually a church under condemnation, by the way. Did you know that? But well, we can get into that, to that some other time. But <laughs> you don't know, know what condemnation means? No,
2: it's a big word.
3: Well, condemnation means we're in trouble. Oh. Yeah. And that's in the Doctrine and Covenants actually.
0: We were Well, we did know that. We're in trouble all the time. Right. But as a
3: church, we've been <laughs> yeah. under condemnation for a very long time. Because we have not taken seriously the doctrines that have been revealed to us. And part of that is the doctrine of the Savior is the head of the church, and that he leads the church. And, you know, a lot of people will diss the, the apostles for this, that, or the other. You know, oh, he said that, or whatever. It's not really up to him to decide what he's going right. to say or not. I mean, it's like Jonah and the whale. Jonah didn't want to go and preach repentance. That's, right. You know, and so he tried to get out of it. You can't...
2: Then he got eaten by a whale.
3: Yeah. Um, so, I mean... So, yes. I lost my train of thought with that background noise. <laughs> COVID <laughs> in the background. Yeah. Um, We're all quarantined here together. <laughs> <laughs> On that From sharing.
2: the church
0: website straight after the question, it says, Yes, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is a Christian church, but is neither Catholic nor Protestant. Rather, it is a restoration of the Church of Jesus Christ as originally established by the Savior
3: in the New Testament of the Bible. So I think that's the most amazing thing in the world. You think about it. We're not a Reformation. We're not trying to get back, you know, like, okay, Martin Luther. If you know the history of Martin Luther, he didn't want to start a church. Right. He had no interest in leading a revolt. Right. I mean, he just wanted the Catholic Church to say, hey, you know, I mean, if he'd been driving a truck, he'd have been in Ottawa. You know, he just wanted, <laughs> he just wanted the Catholic Church to go back to the original doctrines that they had removed from the. The teachings right that's all right but we have been blessed to have a prophet who was curious enough to go ask a question and he got the answer and and the answer was that his gospel wasn't on the earth and it would be restored through the earth through him if he lived his life in a way that would, would allow him to do so so yes myth debunked we are christians yep Sorry Lucy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do we believe about God? This is something that, as a missionary, I ran into a few times, especially with Catholics, because they wanted to talk about the Trinity. And they were like, oh, you guys don't believe in the Trinity. You don't believe in the Trinity. I'm like, well, yes, but no. Like,
2: It's just like a different... It,
3: it's me. a definition.
0: Yeah. And um, I don't know. People just... Didn't grasp the idea in my experience at times that we believe in God as like the Father, Christ as the Son, and the Holy
3: Ghost. They each have a calling. Right. They each have responsibilities. And of course, God is over everything. He's the president, he's the presiding member of the. The, the bishopric. Well, the Godhead. <laughs> the the presiding bishopric. The, the presiding member of the Godhead. <laughs> The Savior had his calling, which was to be our Redeemer, to be our Savior, to atone for our sins. And the Holy Ghost is uh, is to bear witness of all things. Among other things, he warns us. and he you know, He's our constant companion. If we allow him. That is true. Very true. The
0: uh, church website under, you know, what do we believe about God and believe in God, it says, do Latter-day Saints believe in the Trinity? And the church website says, Latter-day Saints... Most commonly, use the term "Godhead" to refer to the Trinity. The first article of faith for the Latter Day Saints reads: "We believe in God, the Eternal Father, and in His Son Jesus Christ, and in the Holy Ghost." I mean, geez, we could have just read all the article of faith and called it good. Yep, we could have gone to dinner already. Um, (laughs) uh, Latter Day Saints. Latter Day Saints believe God, the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost are separate personages, but one in will and purpose not literally the same being or substance as conceptions of the Holy Trinity commonly imply. So I think that goes along with what you said, Bob. I mean, I've
3: had, I've had discussions with friends of mine and, uh, you know, the savior is a spirit and it has no form or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that would be more confusing to me when I read the Bible and I see that he appears with a body of flesh and bone and, uh, you know, says to Mary, he says, don't touch me yet. Touch me not, for I'm not yet ascended to my father. Right.
2: Well, and when Jesus got baptized, the Holy Ghost came down as a dove. But if they were one, how would how would that have worked if they aren't separate?
3: Then all wasn't there. Yeah. I'm not going to make jokes on that, so. That's good. Yeah. You know, you know stuff? No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, just, you know secret stuff? I just, you know. <laughs> Sometimes you know I can secrets. be irreverent, but I'm not going to be <laughs> irreverent. Okay. <laughs> so uh real
0: quick bobby let me ask kind of question so before before you became a member of the church like did you have any i guess like godhead issues like that's the only word do you know what i mean Uh, yeah i know what was your perception yeah
1: no i was raised episcopalian Uh uh-huh so i understood jesus christ and heavenly father we Never referred to him as Heavenly Father. It was God and the Son, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, Holy Ghost, that was new to me. Really? That was new to me. Um, but, no, I, I always knew that, or believed, I should say, that we were here because of God. Right. You know? Um, I didn't know anything about our existence. Mm-hmm. That I know now. That was that was never discussed or brought up. So I mean, which, and I also was led to believe that when we die, that was the end of it. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Really, it's over. The Episcopalians
3: teach that. It's over. Wow, I didn't know that. Fill in the yeah.
1: hole and put a rose on there. Hmm. Bummer. So, hmm. There were some things that were eye-openers to me. It took a while for me to wrap my mm-hmm. head around uh, joining this church, and I, I think we're going to discuss them as we go. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so, Bobby, I think you kind of got into the next thing about what what about the Bible and like what our relationship with the Bible is. There's someone in the... I, I don't remember the context... Um, But somebody in the ward said or sent out an email saying that they were upset that um, church members in the ward don't teach out of the Bible enough, or like anymore. Like how we were too focused on the Book of Mormon.
2: Aren't we in the Old Testament this year?
3: The background noise. The church is studying the Old Testament. Well, actually, I, I mean,
0: but as, as far as like, you know, if somebody went up to the pulpit. Just, just like give, right the doctor. Right. You know, if if you wanted so, to talk about Christ, you went. But I, I find we're in the Bible all the time. I
1: was going to say it depends on who's either teaching the lesson or giving a talk. But we have quite a few members that actually speak right. about the Bible and from the Bible. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know that that's exactly
3: go back to the articles of faith we believe the bible to be the word of god as far as it is translated correctly right so i mean that and that would be the caveat as far as it's translated correctly Mm -hmm. um the bible has Mm -hmm. a lot i mean i love the bible it has a lot of teachings in it they're not understood because they're not explained really well right and so um which is the you know the necessity for modern scriptures um you know it's interesting you You read in the Bible, in Isaiah, about the stick of Judah and the stick of Joseph. Mm -hmm. Most people aren't quite aware of what that is, but the stick of Judah being in the Bible, because it is a record of the people of Judah. And the stick of Joseph, literally the history of the people of Joseph. And if you study the Israelis and how the tribes got split, that tribe of Joseph, the the descendants of Joseph, were literally taken out of northern Israel and became the people of uh, Europe. So the tribes of northern Europe, a lot of those tribes were, were from northern Israel. And so the tribe, the jo- stick of Joseph, is literally the Book of Mormon. Joseph Smith was a descendant of Joseph, and so was Nephi and, and uh, his family. So From...
0: I, don't, I already forgot what year this was put together. Um, but from M. Russell Ballard, uh, he said, The Book of Mormon does not dilute, nor diminish, nor de-emphasize the Bible. On the contrary, it expands, extends, and exalts it. And that was from the Miracle of the Holy Bible in May
3: 2007. Yeah, um, I mean, ima- imagine if you have the Bible. And you know what? Our ancestors knew this. If you study history, you know... First of all, look at the logo of uh, Harvard University, okay? it's it has, a shield, like H with a shield thingy. It has three books in it. So, um, we know two of the books, Old Testament, New Testament, but what's the third book? And our ancestors, when they came over here, always believed that the New Jerusalem would be built in this country. They also believed that there was another record that would teach them more about Jesus Christ. The Bible's mm-hmm. awesome, um, and it's just like Russell Ballard said... But um, you think about it, you have you have a, a, a religion based on one book, and the book has gone through a lot of hands over the years. It's easy to argue that away. Right, it's so like a
0: game of telephone, right? Like I say right. something to someone, someone says, and then it gets back to me, and it's not even close to what. What's like, the right. best
3: news you can think of? I mean, you have, you revere the Savior, you worship the, you know, you love the Savior. He's been, you know, he's done everything for us. We can't do anything on our own. And then all of a sudden you find out there's another record testifying of them. That's great news. Yeah, I mean, that's the best news you could think of. Absolutely. And not only that, but this book has never been translated before. So there's only one translated copy of it in existence. And so all the teachings of those people that were ever taught are there clearly laid out. I mean, it's so easy to understand the gospel by reading that. And then you go back and read the Bible you say, oh, I see that. I see that. Right. I understand that. It's it's amazing. Yeah, the... Um,
0: I guess the cross-references, I mean, galore. Yeah. Like, it, it's all
3: connected. Man, I don't know. I don't think there's anything taught in the Book of Mormon that's not taught in the Bible. Right, yeah. It's not, it's not new news. Right. It's just expounded. It's right. just like, Oh, I understand that so much easier now. It's funny. I was watching a Baptist preacher on YouTube. Actually, have you seen this guy? <laughs> What's his name? I don't know. The Baptist preacher on YouTube. <laughs> you can you can look it up. This guy's great. He teaches his congregation out of the Book of Mormon. He says our this Book of Mormon is more Baptist than our Baptist hymnal because it helps clarify a lot of the teachings that are in the Bible. He says, if you really want to understand what's in the Bible, you've got to read this book. He tells his people that. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And it, it it's not putting down a group of people saying, you know, that this teaches more about Jesus Christ. This lifts everybody up. Right. I mean, it's it's awesome. And get used to it, because there's going to be more scriptures out there. Yeah.
2: Well, and like, no matter like what religion you are, they always say, like, if you have questions, turn to the scriptures. And like, I feel that sometimes... You don't just have to stick to, like, your religion's scriptures for the answers. You can go to, like, the Bible or the Book of Mormon. and
3: Joseph Smith taught we seek truth in all places.
2: Because, I mean, there's a lot of good teachings in a lot of different books.
3: What's your next question, Leaf?
0: Well, I don't know. I'm still confused. I don't know if we believe in the Bible, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. We definitely believe in the Bible. <laughs> I love the Bible. Well, we were gonna to touch briefly on the word of wisdom, 'cause Bob, all the co- Bob, like all the cool kids are smoking weed, like, like they're vaping. Oh, they're vaping. Vaping, they're not vaping is weed. a thing.
3: Marijuana's in the vapors.
0: <laughs> I mean, take a hit of my vape, Bob. Like
1: all the cool kids are doing it. <laughs> Problem is, they're baked. <laughs> kids have been smoking weed. I'm speaking weed. from experience.
3: <laughs> kids have been smoking weed since I was a <laughs> kid. <ago. laughs> Oh, long before that. Yeah, yeah, long before that.
2: that. Unless you're asthmatic. Um, You probably shouldn't.
3: You know, the Word of Wisdom is in the Doctrine and Covenants. It goes along with our belief in modern revelation. I think that's really, there's two things that set the church apart from everybody else in the world. One, we have priesthood authority given to us from God. We can trace our priesthood authority back to Joseph Smith, back to Peter, James, and John. So, I mean, it's back to the Savior. So we know where our authority came from. And uh, we can't just say, I'm going to do this because I feel like it's it got to be something that we're called to do by authority. So we have authority and then we have modern revelation. We have continuous revelation. We don't believe that God's finished telling us what's going on. Imagine in this world today, if you didn't have modern revelation, where would we be? Think of the things that President Nelson's come up with, uh, President Benson. You know, all these things of teaching us of how, you know, In the last days, President Nelson is talking to us about how we have to have the companionship of the Holy Ghost to be able to survive these days. Man, that's as true as anything I've ever heard.
2: Well, and I think like previous prophets, like they set the foundation to keep like the modern revelation. I mean, like you look at President Hinckley and his um, devotion and pushing of building of temples and things like that, and how then the emphasis got put on baptism for the dead, like doing the work. And I think that without like the modern revelation, like the continuation of our work and our spiritual work would probably halt.
3: You know, every prophet has served a, a need uh, or set the, set the setting for the next mm-hmm. step. So you talk about President Hinckley, you know, he was a very impatient person. You know, and, and he's it's famous, and it's and the Lord used that impatience to to create him into a temple builder. He created more, built more temples than any other prophet before, or since. And uh, we use those prophets, to, uh, those temples today for the acceleration yeah. of the work that's taking place.
2: President yeah. Hinckley was actually, um, he was my inspiration to give more into my tithing especially for temple construction like that, that was it? that was my childhood i always put money towards temple construction because <laughs> i just awesome. thought he was the coolest dude <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i want temples
1: <laughs> yeah I, um, I, I think every prophet is here at the given time that he is needed mm-hmm. for his teachings yep. uh we started off talking about the word of wisdom this happened to me two weeks ago so I'm down at the uh, VA hospital and I'm getting my acupuncture treatments. And the doctor says to me, she says, um, I've got a um, a guy in here today. He's going through med school, so he has to go through all these different classes. She says, do you mind if he's part of this? I said, no, I, no, I don't care. What do I care? So he's an um, airborne guy. Got out of the military and we, and we got talking and somehow we got talking about COVID mandated shots and mandated masks. And, um, and I said, I said, I don't like being told what to do. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Hey, that's a shout out to the, I got it. I got it. I it. (laughs) I said, I don't like being told what I can put in my body and what I can't put in my body. And he looks at me and I don't know how he knew this. Earlier, probably in our conversations, I I might have said something, because I know we talked a little bit about scriptures. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me, he goes, no, wait a minute. He says, your church tells you what you can put in your body and what you can't put in your body. (laughs) And I said, no. No, they don't. They suggest what we should not put in our
3: bodies to keep us healthy. Mm -hmm. They're not mandating anything. Hence, it's called the word of wisdom right not the lord not the word of do it or die or Yeah, the law of wisdom.
1: well it, it got heated enough that my doctor finally stepped in and said um okay let's talk about something else <laughs> she says i can see you're getting a little worked up and i said well he doesn't know what he's talking about right period i said, nobody is telling us we have to put anything in our body i says on the contrary right
3: See that's, that's the beauty of it. It's, it's, there's no amount of coercion in the church at all. We all have our agency, mm-hmm. right We absolutely believe in our agency. And what's, and what's the difference? The difference is, is to keep us healthy. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. you can choose to be healthy or you can choose to be unhealthy. You can choose you know there are certain standards you have to live by to be able to go to the temple. so we're keeping the word of wisdom as one of those. Standards. correct. But that's doesn't mean you can't go to church if you don't keep the word of wisdom. It doesn't mean you can't right. associate with people in the church and go to church functions. But that temple is the highest level of worship that we have, right? Isn't like
2: the moderation in like all things and like the meats thing a part of the word of wisdom?
3: Yeah. All things?
2: Like moderation in all things. Isn't it?
0: I don't know. I like <laughs> And then i they're like, the family history, Bob. They're, You're over your moderation. I oh, know, I'm
3: over moderated. They're like, don't <laughs> eat, like,
2: too many meats or, like, like, basically, like, they're recommending to live a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And, I mean, there are ch- members of the church that could maybe lose a few and oh so you're a little you're associating better.
3: with eating too much meat to I'm, being no, obese no, 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 that's no, only no. if you eat a no, McDonald's. Mod- yeah right mcdonald's meat <laughs>
2: moderation in all things in all means things. that like you d- you're not like over indulgent in like no free
3: cokes food. for bob
2: <laughs> and i think that especially like the american culture that we are we do tend to overeat
3: yeah, but we know that there's a big famine coming. We're preparing for it. Yeah, yes. putting on your winter coat. I think that's a slippery slope, though, to, to talk <laughs> yeah. about Our obesity ancestors and ancestors.
0: Ken, you said you said <laughs> something that a little <laughs> off the the track, but you know, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Who was kind of telling you like, you know, what your church believes? That's something that that has always bothered me, especially as a missionary when people tried to preach, you know, what I believe to me when they had no idea what they were talking about. And then, as a missionary, it's like, oh, cool, you want you want to talk about it? And they, like, shut you down. Like, no, I, I know all I need to yeah, know about really. about right. what you it's believe.
1: The, it's the misconceptions, what, the, right. what they think. What they think.
2: I mean, there are people out there who still believe that we practice polygamy, which we don't.
1: Oh, huh.
0: <laughs> Guess I should shut down my Tinder account. <laughs> <gasps> Rude. <laughs> but I like it's such simple fixes, right? Like just ask, like ask a question. That
1: and that would have kept my conversation more polite had he asked. Right. But he didn't. It was kind of like in your face. Well, your church tells you what you can and can't put your body. No, they don't. Right. No, they don't. Yes, we do still have that agency, but as Bob said, if you want to go to the temple, there's a certain standard that you have to live up to.
0: Yeah. So, Bobby, we're coming into the meat and potatoes of your passion. Yeah. Um, About time. We feel like we covered the restoration of the priesthood pretty well. I mean, you you said it, Bob, the, the line of authority that... I mean, the proof that that we have of um, there. There were some people that I ran into that they, um, you know, wanted wanted to say, oh, well, you know, I have the same priesthood that came like a game of telephone. But with the priesthood, you know, this person back, you know, Peter, James and John gave it to somebody. We don't know where it was for 300 years, but then somebody else can. And then it came to me. And I was like, well, that, yeah, I, I don't know. Close, like, but no, she yeah, got right. So
3: everybody in the church who has the Melchizedek priesthood has a line of authority. No. Right. You have your line of authority? I do. You have yours? I do. I have mine. And, uh, and with that line of authority, you can trace your priesthood back to Jesus Christ. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Um, and uh, and that's, that's the line of authority. I thought you were talking about meat and potatoes. Well, like yeah, but and then I, you know, priesthood restoration. So. I, I was looking, you know, <laughs> we we're going to
0: talk about prophets, but we, I, we, you know, we talked about prophets, you and did that. you know, we, we have a prophet because of that priesthood restoration, and and you know, he has the ability to talk
3: to our heavenly father and. Tell President us Nelson has up. all the keys that Peter had. Every single one of them. Now,
2: except for the key to his house,
3: like if if you went, well, Peter didn't have a key to his house. You never know. There was no if lock you on the went door. Up, after if was. you <laughs> went, I, you you made
0: a comment before we started recording of, um, if if somebody just had two brain cells and I walked, if I it, say you weren't a member and I walked up to you, but you believed in the Savior and what He did, and I said, hey. Wouldn't it be cool if there is a person living on Earth right now that had everything that Peter had? It would be
3: cool. Or am I not supposed to say that? Well, well, yes. Okay, but <laughs> I thought we were role playing. <laughs> but no, I don't think that would be cool at all. But yeah, but course. any anyone
0: with you know two brain cells would say that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, and, I and, I, and then you know you you get into the conversation of like, well, let me tell you why that is cool and be like how that's possible. You
3: know, I heard a story. Uh, when the Christians first started preaching up in Sweden mm-hmm. to the tribes up there, to the to the um, Vikings, Ah Valhalla, and uh, my ancestors are Swedish. Good to 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 So they, one of the chieftains, accents asked, with Bob is back. Yes, it is. One of the chieftains asked uh, about his ancestors who had died before he had been because according to the Christian religion. No man can enter into the kingdom of God unless he's baptized, mm-hmm. right? It's in the scriptures. It's in John 3, 5. It's all over the place. So what happens, this, pre, this chieftain asks, if my ancestors who haven't been baptized, where do they go? Well, they stay in hell. They, they can't go to heaven because they haven't been baptized. And this chief's response was, well, I'd rather go to Valhalla with my ancestors than in heaven with you. And, and the point was that, that his family relationship, there was nothing for his family. Right. There was no alternatives. There were no, nothing. Mm -hmm. They didn't have any teachings or anything that could help out his family the same way they were offering to help him. Is that a good dovetail where we're going? Yeah. Yes. Beautiful.
0: So the, you know, when you're driving down the, or... The Beltway north of DC, and you see this pretty white building up on the oh, hill man, that's that amazing, isn't that it? distracts all the drivers because <laughs> the, because the lights are so beautiful. Or...
3: It's just a stunning sight.
0: Yeah. Um, what's What's that place, Bob? Meat and potatoes for you.
3: Meat and potatoes. That's called the temple. And that is the most sacred building on the earth. Well, not that particular one. They all are equally right. sacred because of the work that's done inside of the temple. And I I asked this to a, a a couple that uh, stayed at my house for a few days. And we got to be really good friends. And they're talking about getting married. And they, I told you this story, didn't I? Mm-hmm. They met me down in Washington or down in Boston at the temple because they left something up at the house. I said, well, meet me at the temple. I'm going to be there on Saturday or something. Right. They came and I asked them. I said, you two thinking about getting married? Because they were like, oh, this is a beautiful place. This, what, what, what are you doing there? I said, well, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, right. And I, and I asked them. I said, you know, when you get married... And if you get married in this building, then you, you're you set. But if you don't get married in this building, then the preacher or whoever marries you is going to say that you're married until death do you part. That's the way it goes. Because nobody has the authority to marry you for any other time than that. There's no right. authority outside of that building. So you're going to be married to this guy for 40, 50, maybe 60 years, just getting used to each other, having it. you know, you got it. You're, you're all, and then somebody's going to die. Yep. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You're done. There is no marriage after that, because the authority was not there when you got married. You weren't married in a place that had the authority. I said, but if you get married in this building here, then you have all eternity to perfect that relationship, to continue that relationship, to continue that mm-hmm. love story. And that's the beauty of the temples. Yeah. Um, and in answer to that Swedish chieftain, you know, the answer is, yeah, we can do the work for your family. We can help them. Yeah. because the savior made that possible
0: and breaking news you know temples aren't like n- a new thing either no uh, no nope. temp- temples have been around I mean uh, and if
2: uh, you're not a member if there's a temple being built in your area you can go to the open house and you can see what the inside looks like
3: there you go yeah um good point and they do by the and they're doing an open house in Washington, D.C. pretty soon. Yeah,
2: when they renovate yeah. them, they always do open yeah. houses.
0: Um, and like you said, Bob, two Sundays ago when you did um, your second hour lesson, everything we do in
3: the temple is talked about Yes. in the Bible. Yes. Um, yeah, we quote Exodus in the yeah. Bible. I mean, you talk about... Didn't you know, the
2: people of Israel, they had like their little portable temple that they did work in? Yes.
3: Yes. Pitched camp and it's called the tabernacle, pitch, but it's the same thing. Pitch, pitch the tabernacle. Yeah, yeah and, and ordinances that were done are done today, or were done in those days. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, nothing new. Like it's, it's,
3: it's all already been done. We're just doing it again. So, so now that you uh, opened up that door a little bit, let's talk a little bit about temples, and um, and I, I just want to give a little bit of a history. So we know that when the Savior was on the earth, he taught that uh, no on, nobody that's not baptized can enter into the kingdom of, of God. Um, we also know that the Savior was baptized in Matthew 3.15. We read that. I don't have that open right now, but it, trust me, it's there. <laughs> it's there. Read it for yourself. That's fat right. Fact check us. Fact check us. <laughs> fact, not fat. Fat check us. <laughs> What's your BMI, Bob? <laughs> We also uh, know that um, it's true that you can't go into heaven unless you've been baptized. That's the Savior's rules. That's, that's the way it is. And I don't know if it's his rules. So I understand from listening and, and reading um, that there are no ordinances here on the earth that were not preset before we came to the earth. Everything was approved. All the ordinances were, were explained to us before we came to the earth. Nothing's been changed from the day that we we're in the premortal existence from that period of time through today, all the ordinances are the same. Everybody has to be saved using the same ordinances. There's no shortcuts. There's no well, he was a good guy, so we'll let him slide. There's none of that. Even the Savior was baptized, and he was he was baptized to fulfill all righteousness. It's just, that you can't. It's just there. That's right. the way it is. So, and
1: we, and we use not to interrupt you, but we use because I think it's important because we all, the three of us here, have all. Uh, given blessings and we've all blessed sacrament the the words in these ordinances are very important right they have to be correct
3: yes now well, what i'm looking for now is that um and you might have it because i don't have it oh yes here we go first peter 319 so speaking of the savior he said by which he also by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison so he's talking about the savior the Savior went to uh, the spirit world, and for for this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. So we know that for we know that for the three days that the Savior was was if, that he had died and before he was resurrected, he had not yet gone to his heavenly Father. How do we know that?
2: Because when he came back, he said, "I have not yet ascended unto my Father."
3: Right. Told Mary, touch me not, for I've not yet ascended to my father. So so where was he for three days? I don't know. Where was he? Oh, That's a good question, Ken. Do you know? Teaching. He was teaching. Yeah. And do you have the Doctor and Covenants? Ken, can you look that up while I you know yeah. what do you want? It's I think it's D and C one thirty seven or one thirty nine. There's not helping. I don't know. it's not <laughs> helping at all. You can Um Oh, D and C well so uh, to see that, 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 that. so, for a baptismal font, there's not a pon- Oh, no, that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> um, you can see, there's a lot of stuff in the Doctrine and Covenants, so you'll have to excuse me for a second, um, but it's in Doctrine and Covenants 137.
0: Which also, I don't remember how much we talked about, but when we we're talking about Bible, Book of Mormon, uh, Doctrine and Covenants, also a great book of Scripture that we have because yes. of of priesthood restoration.
3: And, and a lot of clarification. Joseph yeah. Smith and, and several of the early leaders of the church were able to actually ask the Savior questions and have them explain, what what does this mean? What does it mean in Isaiah when you say this? And he explained yeah. it to them. I feel like that's a pretty good first-person source <laughs> if it's like, you know, Jesus, what do you think about this? right like you can't you can't. So there's three prophets that I know of that had that experience Abraham, mm-hmm. Moses and Joseph Smith. Abraham, if you study Abraham and I love reading Nibley's book on Abraham, um, Abraham was taught by the Savior everything
0: mm-hmm.
3: I mean he was it was like he was in school, the Savior was his schoolmaster, he was taught geometry, algebra he saw the stars he knew the relationship of the stars and the planets um he knew everything so joseph smith also had that experience so um we're going to read this real quick doctrine and covenants 137 thus came the voice of the lord unto me saying all who have died without a knowledge of this gospel who would have received it if they had been permitted to tarry shall be heirs of the celestial kingdom Mm -hmm. and then and we're not going to get into all that but um I think this is yeah Joseph Smith the prophet. You know this is the wrong section. Let's try looking at DNC one thirty nine. Liberty uh, one thirty eight. Split Ken. the difference. Split the difference.
0: Ken, why didn't you
3: know that? <laughs> so this is a vision given to Joseph Smith. I'll read the. Uh, I'll just read the heading. A vision given to President Joseph Fielding Smith. That's not Joseph. Smith, as Joseph Fielding Smith, in Salt Lake, Utah, on October 3, 1918, opening at the 89th Semiannual Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, President Smith declared that he had received several divine communications during the previous month, one of these concerning the Savior's visit to the spirits of the dead while his body was in the tomb. President Smith had received the previous day, it was written immediately following the close of conference on October 31st, 1918. It was submitted to the counselors of the First Presidency. So basically, in this revelation, he sees the Savior going into the spirit world. I mean, he said so on the cross today. You right. will join me? And so he went into the spirit world. He taught the spirits who were in the spirit world. He gathered his missionary force. He taught them how to teach and sent them out to teach. There's some 80 billion people in the spirit world. And that gospel is being taught. A lot of work to do for us then. Yeah, A lot of teaching. So what is our responsibility? We have the ability now to do the work for the dead that they can't do for themselves. It's a great act, a great opportunity we have to do vicarious work for our kindred dead. They cannot be baptized because there is no work done once you're dead. Unless you can get somebody on this side of the veil to do that work for well, you.
0: Well, that's in your Mormon scriptures. Where does that say that in the Bible? It actually law. does that say that in the Bible. Law. No, it doesn't. Prove it to me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, we don't have enough time here to do it, but trust me, it's there. You can look it up. There is no work done uh, once you're in the grave. Um, you cannot. There's no marrying or whatever given done yeah. in heaven uh, because it's true. It's, it's not that that stuff isn't done in heaven. It's done on this side right. of the veil. And if it's not done here, then it's not gonna be done. And so our opportunity is to, to enable those people to have it. Now, that doesn't mean that if somebody gets baptized, I was looking for this Irish newspaper article because it was beautiful. There was a, there was a people were upset. Oh, they, the Mormons are baptizing all over. And the Irish uh-huh. newspaper was like, what if they're right? <laughs> I mean, that's basically what he asked. What if, and if they're not right, who cares? Yeah, right. You know, thank them if they're, if they're right. We if, might get over there and find out that those doggone Mormons knew what they were talking about. So, um, anyway, the point is that we have that opportunity to do that work vicariously for our dead, which is in the shadow of the Savior's vicarious work for all of us. I mean, his work was the greatest work of vicarious, mm-hmm. of a vicarious nature that you could ever begin to imagine. But our kindred dead cannot be saved without us. And that's in Malachi as well. Um, and I know we're running short on time, so I'm not going to be able to go through everything I wanted to go through. But the basic line is, nobody can enter into the kingdom of God unless they've been baptized and received those ordinances. That's in the Bible. 1 Corinthians 15:29 teaches about baptism for the dead. Else what shall they do that are baptized for the dead? If the dead rise not at all. This is a rhetorical question by Paul. Because they're, they're questioning resurrection. He you say, why are you baptizing people for the dead if you don't even believe they're going to rise? Right. You know, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> I, I think
1: it goes back to what you just said or, or what that other guy just said. And I had that question raised to me one time, what up there, right? I had somebody say to me back when I was uh, not living the word of wisdom, why are you giving up all these things that you think were fun? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I said, I'm I'm thinking of the afterlife. What about your parents? What if they are right? What if this work is not done and you deprive these people of the opportunity to be sealed together? I don't want to be on the outside looking in. (coughs) I, I would rather, if they're right, I want to be on the right side. If they're wrong, what have I given up? I've given up alcohol. I've given up cigarettes. I've given up smoking pot. I, I'm a healthier person. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's, a, it's
3: a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. And Boy K. Packer taught that he's had too many experiences that you don't talk about lightly to, to, <laughs> to think of those people that are on the other side of the veil as being dead. You know, there's there's always that question. Well, when we die, what's what's next? What's next is that you go into the spirit world. And as Cleon um, uh, Skousen said... If you're, if, when you die, you go to the other side of the veil and you stand before the priesthood brother and you give an accounting of your life. And that's your first judgment. And if you've got a good accounting, <laughs> you got a good accounting, you get to go into the spirit world, into spirit paradise. And if you don't, then you get to go to prison. And, that's why we do what we do. And, <laughs> and, and if you're in prison, that doesn't mean you're there forever. But you got to take care of what it is you got to take care of before you can be released. Right. And and if you haven't been baptized, if you haven't been received those ordinances, then you are there until somebody frees you. Somebody does that work for you. And I know that might sound heavy and deep for some people, um, but it is what it is. And right. it, There's so many references to it in the Bible. We could spend hours going through that. Most of the people that are going to listen to this, uh, I think, are LDS anyway, so they can you know get maybe a, a kick in the pants to do the work a little bit more um listen i got kicked in the pants pretty hard okay i mean i know what it's like but i'm uh, i'm i'm all in i think i think i'm i'm so grateful for the opportunity to do that um and for the experiences that i have in the process i think maybe if you're ready to close you should read moroni invite people to uh to read that scripture i read i saw that on a sign once this is if you get a book of mormon don't don't let them talk you into praying about it that's where <laughs> they get you <laughs> Oh, no, really? That's funny. <laughs> do you have that if you shall receive these things if it be wisdom in god that you shall receive these things i would exhort you that you would ask god the eternal father well, i mean you about got right it ahead. yeah I don't want to mess it up though. There's too many people on the other side of this microphone that know what it says by heart. <laughs> I was gonna say it's about. I can't even remember what chapter it's in. Man, people are ringing our phones. I mean, up yeah. our phones. All these questions people want us to answer on, on this podcast. It's not even live. I don't know how they. <laughs> <laughs> Their ears were burning. And... Uh, how about if I would say I would exhort you? you no, know. I don't <laughs> even. know Jeez, goodness gracious.
2: Well, I guess I'll we'll have to tune in next week to well, find out. Well,
0: I mean, out. I I can tell you the, <laughs> the sacrament prayer chapters, but that doesn't do us much good.
3: Nope. Moroni chapter...
0: Oh, 10, 4, and 5. Yeah. We, we knew that. Okay, you want to read that? And when ye shall receive these things, I would exhort you that ye would ask God the Eternal Father in the name of Christ if these things are not true. And if ye shall ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Christ, he will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the Holy Ghost, you may know the truth of all things.
3: Because that's the Holy Ghost's job. Testify. But our job's to ask. And the only reason why we know what we know today is because Joseph Smith asked. If he hadn't asked, we wouldn't know.
0: It's crazy to think about, to be honest.
3: Yeah. Like... You know, when
0: people ask like, Oh, where do you think you'd be without the gospel? I have no answer for that.
3: I do. I'd be dead. (laughs) No answer. I I definitely would be. You know, I I was going down a really bad road when I met my wife. She saved me spiritually and physically. So
0: marriage is worth it? Is that what you're saying? It was with her. (laughs) Oh.
2: I think you did that for me.
0: I saved you spiritually? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll save that for
3: another wow. time. <laughs> you must have been really bad off.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was rough.
3: Um, you know, the beauty of the gospel is that all of it's there. Yeah. For everybody. It's all inclusive. There are no restrictions. Either side of the veil. It,
1: it's just, it's it's taken that first step. It, it's it's the desire to want something better. Um if you love, i think sometimes it's easier for us that are almost at our end well we know that we need i can speak for myself i was at a point where i needed something i needed something mm-hmm. to get me back on track to get me to care about other people um I'm not the same person I was 14 years ago. Not by a long shot. <laughs> and there's people that still say, well, you know, a little rough around the edges. <laughs> you don't know what rough is. Right. Yeah, well,
3: know. who isn't rough around
2: the edges? I like
3: being rough around the edges. Keeps people guessing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if uh, <laughs> if, you, um, if you love your family, if you love your spouse, if you love being with them, if you don't ever want to give that up, then this is the way to get that done. Yeah, I agree. So that's all I've got to say.
0: Well, I think I feel he's like speaking we speaking I feel like we talked about up. very <laughs> simple doctrines, but it, it it's good. I think it's good for us. I think sometimes we get wrapped up in deeper doctrine as, as the the people say. I mean, going back to simple foundations of like just what we believe. I the, those are the real testimony strengtheners. I think.
3: We, we do this actually probably more for ourselves than anybody else because we have <laughs> probably... Our, one thing COVID's done, before we close up, I guess, is it's gathered the three of us, the four of us together in a friendship. I mean, Ken and I started going out to dinner together when they had that place down at the fairgrounds. Yeah. And it kind of kept us grounded. You know, we were able to get out and do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you joined us a year later, I guess, yeah, in, right? In May yeah however long it was and we just have so many conversations and so much fun conversations and sometimes they're a little more irre- irreverent than other times so we yeah, thought we took the elders with us up
1: once or twice yeah
3: they couldn't eat with us that's right that's right <laughs> new rules yeah we you weren't friends we're not friends we're keeping that door closed <laughs> <laughs> um but it's been you know we just thought wow we we really need to to maybe record these maybe for ourselves because you know we're not going to be together forever you know leaf might move i might die ken <laughs> might move who knows but uh i might die first <laughs> you Jesus. might die first yeah but let's be you know i'm not you know we joked about that we'll I ain't scared to die yeah, at, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but you know i i listened to a talk this morning where it quoted president uh, nelson where he talks about that airplane that was going down Have you mm-hmm. heard that talk yeah and he wasn't scared. Right. He was ready. And yet there were people on the plane that were screaming and screaming. You know. Yeah, I don't understand that. It's white screen. Yeah, it's not going to stop the plane. It's not right. gonna, yeah, and you're killing my ears. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, you know, if you really want to stop the plane from crashing, blow real hard. Right. <laughs> I was I,
1: I was I was with somebody going to Utah one time. I won't mention any names. <laughs> She was sitting in the middle, her husband was on the window side and I was on the aisle and she had me with one arm. And And she says, how can you sit there so calm and collected if we're hitting some real Uh bad turbulence? And I just looked at this particular person, I said, if you're right with Christ, you've got nothing to worry about. (laughs) (laughs) If you do have something to worry about, there's nothing you can do about it. now." Yeah. All
0: right. Well, we're going to go to dinner. We're going to go to dinner. I'm starving. Um, so thanks for your ears, everyone. Um, we're going to be on a little bit of a break. Kendra and I are going to Florida. Um,
2: escaping the cold.
0: Escaping the cold. Yeah, sick of it. Yeah, it's, it's getting for, warm, though. We'll be 60 next week. Yeah, Beautiful today. Yeah, it was really nice today. Um, well, if
2: it's 60 before Wednesday, we'll enjoy it for we leave. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but yeah,
0: thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you have an awesome... February 11th weekend. I'll date it. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy, Happy Valentine's, Day. Valentine's Day. Love your spouse. <laughs>